Hello and welcome to the OGV Energy podcast with me, your host, Andy Mackay. Uh, today, I have the absolute joy of being joined by Casper Bloom, who is the Business Development Manager for Ampleman. Hello to you, Casper. How are you? Good morning, Andy. I'm, I'm very well. Well, thanks for having me. Quite excited to do this podcast with you. It's an absolute pleasure to have you, Casper. Now, like every good story, we would we'll need to start at the beginning. So if you can introduce yourself, obviously a bit about your background and obviously give us an overview of Ampleman as well, that'd be fantastic. Of course, happy to do that. Um, as you said, Casper Bloom. Um, I'm working for Ampleman since about four years now, I think. Um, before that, mainly on um, vessel-related businesses. So also my background is uh, offshore shipbroking. I'm focusing on the offshore renewables industry since yeah, more or less the start of my career uh, around 10 years ago. And since beginning of this year, I'm uh, leading the business development department for Indeed Europe and Africa I'm at Ampelman with a team of another six business developers focused on offshore wind and oil and gas. Um, Ampelman was founded uh, about 14 years ago. Um, we are focusing on offshore access solutions uh, in the offshore wind market and the oil and gas market on a global basis. Um, at the moment, or for, until now, I think we've we've built around 70 systems. Around 60 something are in the rental fleet. As I said, globally, so we, we have hubs in Rotterdam, in Houston, Singapore, and then offices in every bigger country that, that have that has something to do with the with the offshore industry. And I think what is nice to mention about Ampeman as well, that we have this pure focus on offshore access solutions, which is mainly mainly gangway or our gangway fleet. So we kind of produced a very big know-how when it comes to these systems. Um, and that's where our clients profit from the most, I think. Absolutely. Perfect. Thank you very much. And now I can't believe we're ready to say this, but we're almost halfway through 2022. Um, so how has uh, this year gone for Ampleman so far? Very quickly. <laughs> <laughs> I totally agree. It's uh, It's been a hell of a ride. I think it has been much more busy than, than everyone thought, maybe end of last year. So we see a good utilization uh, um, across the fleet. Uh, we increased, especially the business outside of Europe. So Europe has always been very strong in our history uh, in the UK, for example, Germany, uh, the Netherlands. But now we also see a lot of, uh, especially offshore wind related business coming up outside of Europe. Uh, the USA are kicking off, although they don't have a lot of construction this year, we already got um, a number of contracts awarded in the USA for, for next year. We're looking to ship systems um, there. Then uh, we have work in Taiwan. So we already worked in five out of six Taiwanese wind farms already. Um, so that's quite quite nice to see. And that's just the wind business. And then, of course, there's a bit of the oil and gas business in the Middle East here and there. But I think in general, we're really looking into, into a good year. Um, next to that, which has always uh, all been on our rental fleet we already sold a few systems so we're kind of moving a bit from a from a rental company into a company that sells and and services systems so few of our a and e types are sold um, but especially which i want to highlight which is really nice for us in the big big step is that we sold three so-called w types which are used in the ever-growing uh, market of csovs and sovs 
and there we are we're going and focus on on a strategy called uh, sales and services so we really want to keep the service approach which we have on our rental fleet also on sold systems um and then um speaking of which now i think it's just a week ago that uh, our second electric uh, ampermann system uh, went to work so that's uh, a bit of a new thing for ampermann but i think looking at the the overall market everything goes into a more sustainable world with uh, we are uh, especially electrifying our systems in the future more and more yeah absolutely now going back slightly uh, a little bit you'd said that um your focus is really on the on the sales and, and service side of things um, and can, can you elaborate a little bit further on this yeah uh nice bringing that up actually so um it's a bit of a interesting or maybe a bit of funny story when the company was founded um like 14 years ago the 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 business idea was to build systems to sell them as well or mainly to sell them actually and then the first the first contract we signed was a rental contract so all the clients since then rather wanted to rent the systems instead of uh, instead of buying them just to also get the right service and and return them after after the project campaign absolutely um, and i think for most of the the time we have been in the business this was the favorite model and now we see a bit of a shift with more purpose-built vessels out there more vessels permanently converted, uh, walk to work really becoming a key thing in the industry. Um, more clients want to buy. So we're kind of shifting this service model, which we have on the rental fleet, which we really build up as a business model, uh, which is really liked by our clients into this sales model. So we're going to sell systems uh, with, a, with a service agreement in place so we can service those systems, keep keep them up time as, as long as possible, um, and with with the service model we have and the technicians we supply fantastic now obviously the the key point to any business is how they develop and how they innovate so can you maybe elaborate on how Ampman have done this and maybe how this is contributing to uh, sustainability uh, in the industry yeah i think i think part of our um our business is really the, we call it the the innovations department, which which employs a lot of people these days, which is nice mm-hmm. to see, because they really drive new innovations in the market. Uh, we're always trying to be first and and really go with uh, go with the market and see see what is needed. Um, then we maybe need to distinguish a bit between our classic uh, rental fleet, so to say, which mainly consists out of these uh, A and E types, and then we have the the W type, which is really the new kind of the new kid on the block um and for a and e types we we have always the standard version and then we keep on developing that further further and further um and there it's really i think the workability and lifting capacity that that strikes out the the e types over over the rest of the of the market and now with the a types especially we're looking into electrification so i mentioned that we have the the two systems now that are electrified they're both working they are now i would say they're really proven in the industry and and of course we're looking to bring that bring that further and also the w types they are electric systems they come with an automated feature they do lifting uh, you get all the services around it so i think these are really the usps we have uh, on the system and yeah the, the biggest parts with regards to sustainability in our product portfolio is really the electrification of systems yes. uh, and bringing bringing that forward already having this this track record um um, on other systems as well and then something 
um, about uh, circularity or modular design, which we're building up now with new systems, is that we take existing parts of our gangways and we kind of use them to build new systems. So the W type, although being a new system, maybe on the paper or, or it is seen as a new system, it actually consists out of existing parts of our fleet. So we take the gangway, uh, we take the lifting appliances, uh, the compensation, the electrification, which is build all these parts up to a new, up to a new gangway, and that helps us really to combine existing designs into new systems and really avoid the need to redesign every bits and pieces here and there. That's, Absolutely. That's quite, that's quite cool. And then I think on the going away a bit from the fleet or, or from the product um, as a company, where we're really trying to to reduce our CO2 emissions. So in in 2020, we already compensated for nearly 100% of our of our emissions. We, wow. we, cut, we, we cut emissions by nearly 35% now. Um, so it really becomes part of each employee's DNA to to always before buying something, going somewhere, flying somewhere to really think is that is it necessary that I need to fly there or can I just do it virtually maybe? Um, we're we we're trying to keep track of these CO2 emissions but also asking our suppliers. So there's a lot, lot of stuff ongoing. We're certainly not there yet, but I think we're really on a good track to also lead the market a bit. Uh, even we're maybe just a small company in the in the big world of the of the offshore industry. Absolutely. Amplemen are, are showing, leading by example, which we like to see. Yeah. Um, now, we've obviously spoken a good chunk about what Amplemen's business is made up of. And obviously, um, a major industry is uh, offshore wind. So lo- looking, this, looking at this as a, a, on a global scale, what, what are the challenges you think that are facing the global offshore wind market at the moment? Yeah. Um, it's quite interesting. I think having half of the year uh, gone by now. We're we're heading into the middle of the summer season, which is across the offshore industry and especially in offshore wind, the, the most busiest season for everyone, at least for everyone operating uh, vessels or being involved in 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 vessels. And there, we see a shift with everything that is going on now. That a lot of vessels returning to the oil and gas market, which has been in the offshore wind market uh, recently, and that brings down the offshore wind fleet quite quite drastically. So we see a lack of availability of vessels. I think speaking now, we probably have non vessel really available on the in the whole European market. And same same goes for gangways. So we see a, see a steep increase in activity in oil and gas and wind, but the whole vessel market uh, does not really uh, um, increase their 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 fleet uh, as quickly as that. And then of course. We see uh, ongoing supply chain issues with with COVID-19 and and, and the wars going on, uh, which now also really hit uh, the whole market, I think. And and when it comes to steel deliveries or uh, electronics uh, delivered from the Far East, for example, that that really becomes a problem now, I think. Yeah, absolutely. We're seeing those problems, I think, in in a lot of industries. But as you mentioned, offshore wind is specifically um, yeah. very hard hit. But um, how how do you see the market develop it? I know it's a very difficult question, but just <laughs> just in your in your opinion. Yeah, yeah. Probably one. The only positive thing at the moment we see is that all the governments are trying to move away from from oil and gas, or even move more away from oil and gas and quicker. Uh, looking at the the news of the last few weeks, I think some northern Europe countries decided that they won't combine 
their powers and install uh, 60 or 65 gigawatts of offshore wind power by 2030. Um, looking at Germany, I think we now have uh, 7.6 gigawatts end of 2020. Maybe I should say that I'm German, so I'm always speaking of we <laughs> <laughs> when it comes to that. <laughs> but then the, uh, 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 the government announced that they want to go with uh, 30 gigawatts by 2030. And of course, I really like that. I like the industry. Um, that's where I kind of started my career. And it's it's nice to sell to tell our friends that we're building a sustainable uh, energy industry going forward. But with the mentioned supply chain issues and the availability of of workers and so on, I think it will become really tricky to, to reach these targets. Yeah. Again, 7.6 gigawatts in Germany. By now, let's say they started with that 15 years ago, 10, 15 years. And now in eight years or well, 2022 is nearly gone. They want to install around uh, 22 gigawatts on top of that. So it's uh, it will be interesting uh, how we're going to manage. And I think we need much more people in this industry, high skilled workforce, but also vessels, companies, steel, electric. So there will be challenges, but it's nice. It's always good to have a, a challenge. So then I think speaking apart from from Europe only, USA, Taiwan, Vietnam, South Korea, just naming a few countries uh, jumping onto this offshore wind game uh, with big, big targets to build uh, to build offshore wind turbines. Um, nice to see that floating wind technology um, very quickly increasing um, as well. And I think once that is commercialized, we will see much more com- uh, countries easily get access to offshore wind power as well. So um, all of all, I think the offshore wind industry is, uh, is really something for the future, um, which we really can build on in the the whole discussion about any transition at the moment. Absolutely, absolutely. Now we've kind of spoken about how Ampma is, is is trying to lead the way in in um, the sustainability, and obviously a lot of the um, business that they are focusing on is offshore wind. So. I'm going to hazard a guess of where I think this question is going to go, but what what do you think is in Alpine's future for for the rest of this year and obviously going going forward? Yeah, I think yeah for the rest of this year, let's we're just going to try to secure as much business as possible. Um, but we have a very clear a very clear focus to to increase our our margins or our percentages of business in the wind business. And I think that the, the contract awards we see in the USA and Taiwan, but also in Europe really underline our our efforts in doing so. We have the discussed the, the topic about electrification, I think, which will play a vital role uh, in the future. Um, sales and services uh, really becoming a, a company um, which we partly already are that that enables a nice service for a sold system, um, increasing workability uh, throughout the lifetime. And then, of course, this this part of innovation, um, electrification again, automation, I think is a big, um, big topic in the future, but also everything around digitalization. What, what can we do to uh, reduce the amount of paper we need uh, to collect data and use that data for for even better Workability and and uh, more working days offshore to make everything a bit more efficient. Um, that's probably the the biggest stepping stones or the biggest pillars we have um, looking forward. 
Absolutely. And the OGB team, and I, I imagine that the uh, rest of the world will be waiting with bated breath to see what happens with Ampuin next year. Now, thank you so much for your time, Casper. It's been a fantastic um, podcast to just review what Ampuin have been up to and where we think they're going to be heading. So thank you so much for your time and uh, we will catch up later on. Thank you very much, Andy.